Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Amen. Principles of church growth. Number one, the principle of the multiplied senior pastor. Amen. What does it mean? You must have at least two associates. Huh? Just like yourself. Amen. What do you think? So when we say the multiplied senior pastor, it means that the multiplication of the senior. So the senior is more than one. Okay? And you know something? There is nothing that can replace that reality. Pastor Ben, stand up for Jesus. You see, you are in Uganda. Who is going to Uganda as well? Stand up. Now, if, you see, if I'm not there, Bishop Saki can handle the church. If Bishop Saki is not there, Bishop Eddie can handle it. Just even um, amongst us, we cannot. But even if we are not there, then Eddie Fabian is there. John is there. Oko is there. I mean, we have people that can handle the whole church. Do you understand? Now, so that's, that's the strength. That's why these football teams, Chelsea and so on, they have wild players on the bench. <laughs> Every position, there is a very wild man sitting there. Huh? They call it what? A good bench. A strong bench. Okay. We, in our weakness, many of us pastors, have this great weakness of being the only person. This advice I've given over and over and over and over again. Do you get it? Now, when I say the multiply senior pastor, I mean somebody who is as good as you are and as strong as you are. But not somebody who is like just around. It's just, a, you know, somebody who can just carry up about some servant-like person around who cannot fill in for you. Most of the time when we ask people, bring your assistant, they bring somebody who cannot fill in if you are not there. Do you get it? Do you get it? Yes. 
And I'll tell you, the Bible says two are better than one. Then the Bible says a threefold cord is not easily broken. So, you see, I don't know what else to say. But again, if you cannot make friends, what does it, what do your thing say? Make friends, make genuine friends. No friend, nobody will be with you. So like Larry, if you are not in one, who will be there? I don't know. Yes, you have an assistant, but it's not multiplication of Larry. So there's Larry, there's this person, there's that we can all relate, just like how we are all relating with you, we can relate with him. That's how to know whether you've got the right caliber of person. That person can step in for you and handle all the aspects for you. This is the one deficiency of almost all my pastors. Do you understand? And I tell you, without a strong team like that, you cannot, you cannot build a great ministry. Amen. Amen. So that's why sometimes I say, follow the man of God closely. It's part of the understanding, the wisdom, the this, the counsel, the spirit of knowledge. It's a fact. You see? But we always have just one great person If the person is not around, what's going to happen? You see. So this is why the Ugandan story is very sad. That we now have, you have, who is your assistant there? Pastor Ken. So now let's say uh, Pastor Fifi is going to Uganda. Now instead of Pastor Fifi going to be the head pastor with two powerful associates, that are multiplied senior pastors. So that if pastor, because you were his senior pastor when you were in London, is it so? That instead of you going to be the multiplied senior pastor principle has just happened automatically. Do you understand that? Pastor Fee is the uh, senior pastor there. You have Ben, who is, uh, uh, he can easily step into the shoes of Pastor Fifi and Ken, who can also step in if need be. You've got a threefold cord. You've got a formula in the Bible, not my formula. Formula that is in the Bible. But now, because this one has been in the church for some years, preaching, and another person has come, it's like, okay, I will go to a branch. So you will go and start a brand new church. Do you understand? So he is going to start a brand new church. This one is going to be at a place. This one is going to be here. And then we are back to square one. Ground zero. You see, but this is the opposite of how things are built. Yeah. It's very sad. And you see, what I, what, I, what I realize is that people who do not think about science do not believe that this leads to this. This leads to this. This leads to this. This leads to this. That is why in the African context, poverty is being perpetuated and made a permanent feature of our lives and society because we do not understand if the thing is in three steps. We only understand one step. This leads to this. But if this leads to this, which leads to this, which leads to this, which leads to this, it's too long. It's too long for our minds to work it out. For instance, to know that industries 
like tomato factory, sugar factory, whatever, which are even weak and not so profitable, are better than not having industries, historically. But, because when the factory is there, there have to be people employed, there have to be roads, if you make sugar, you have to connect electricity, so the electricity company will get somebody to pay, water company will get this, the one who makes things, the one who makes the can, the one who makes the cardboard, the printer, so many people are going, so in the country benefits general, even for the industry that is not profitable or not very profitable or a loss making industry is better has been proved but you see because this leads to this leads to there about four steps the printer will get something that this one will get something this one will get this one will get it's about five steps it's too long for our minds to, to we want something cocoa harvest it you buy you take the gold from out we give it money finish <laughs> So, we are specialists in activities of decreasing returns and activities of perfect markets and increasing, decreasing return activities. Decreasing return means that you have a farm, you have a certain amount of cocoa on it. As the years go by, the yield that comes from the farm goes down. No matter how much you pump in, it does not make the farm make more cocoa. And maybe when you pump it more fertilizer, it will increase a little. But the more tractors and things you buy, it doesn't increase it anymore. So that's what we call it an activity of decreasing returns. No matter how much more you invest, the returns are decreasing. But there are activities of increasing returns. When you set up a big factory to make cars, it will cost you 10 billion to set up the factory on the first year. The second year, your first year, your profit will be 1 billion minus 10, so minus 9 billion. Second year, your profit will be minus 5 billion. Third year, your profit will be zero. And from fourth year, your profit will be 1 billion. Fifth year, your profit, 2 billion. Sixth year, your profit, so because you never rebuild the factory twice. So the activity of increasing returns. Do you understand it? It's very simple. You see? Are you with me? Yeah. Yeah. But you see, our minds cannot understand. So, poor countries specialize in activities of decreasing returns. Cocoa, corn, goats, pineapple. There's nothing that can be improved. The more investment... So, when you hear the president or the vice president say, we are going to specialize in agriculture because 70% of the nation are farmers. We are going to specialize... What does he say? We are going to specialize in what? Decreasing returns activities. (laughs) Which is the activity of poor countries. And all the rich countries have activities of increasing returns. Because if we set up a tomato factory, we will spend $1 million to set it up. Next year, we won't spend that $1 million. We will get 200000 profit minus 800 The next year, 200 200 After that, all is profit for the next 40 years. So it's an activity of what? Increasing returns. Yeah. And I'm sharing this. This is about the third or fourth time I keep saying these things. But I'll be saying it. 
it gives rise to perfect markets. Perfect market means that the market is correct. When you make a coconut, you read in the newspaper how much is coconut. In Jamaica, one coconut. Ghana, one coconut. So you read the newspaper and then everybody tells you how much they will pay you for one coconut. But when you make Land Cruiser in Japan, you cannot read the market and say Land Cruiser, the Land Cruiser in Jamaica is this, Land Cruiser in Ghana. No, Japan, who made the Land Cruiser? Our Land Cruiser. Last year, we were selling it 60,000. This year, we say that it is 96,000. Do you want it? It's imperfect. That means that no one can determine what it will be. Next month, they can say all the prices are up. So, they enter imperfect markets. Do you understand? With activities of increasing returns. But we are in perfect markets. You read the newspaper, gold is this price. Cocoa is this. Corn is this. You can never change. So our Ghanaian, Ghanaian corn is what? Ghanaian cocoa is what? It's nothing. This is the price. in the, this, And this is how much we buy one ship. If you won't sell it, go. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go to Ivory Coast right now. So when you see a president or a vice president or a minister of trade announcing with strength, <laughs> we are going to specialize in farming. <laughs> because what? 70% of our youth are into farming. And we are going to invest more capital, tractors, whatever. You know that it's an activity of what? Decreasing returns. Leading to a what? A perfect market. Which is the activity of poor countries. How many understand what I'm talking about? Easy. Amen. So, I'm just explaining that. This leads to this, leads to this, leads to this. Always. Black man cannot the, the logic does not move more than one step it's not an insult it's not an insult one person leads to this two people leads to this threefold cord is not easily broken according to the bible not I said What do you think? Huh? Yeah. Not easy to break it. So why don't everybody take up that leadership structure that Christ, the word of God gives us? Ancient wisdom. That three, four, three. Why are you happy to be one? When two are better. Two just like you. Not two that somebody that if you are dead, who can be there? Who is that? Do you get it? So look at your look at yourself very well. Look at your structure. Look at your ministry. Look at my ministry. Do you understand? You may not know the effect because it takes five steps for you to understand that two is better than one, three is not easily broken, and this is the effect. Because it's mysterious that two are better than one. But you see, if you can't make genuine friends, AOL number what? If you can't make genuine friends. How are you going to have a multiplication of the senior pastor in the church? 
Eh? Which church can have the pastor there every Sunday? Always, always, never sick, never absent, never ill, never uh, tired, never unable, I mean, never whatever. Always, always, 100%, always there, always do. There's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. So there must be a multiplication of the senior pastor. So that the senior pastor is talking to one, the another wild senior pastor is talking to two, another wild senior pastor is at the, at the gate, sorting out all sorts of things. Will it not be a stronger church and a stronger ministry? Far stronger. Far. Far. So why don't you make all the efforts in your life so that you will not be the only person? Why don't you make all the efforts in the world so that you will fulfill this scripture? Because it's not so important to you. Do you understand? Because it's not so important to you. Today, as I am doing crusades and doing other things, Bishop Saki is also handling the main church. The Kodesh is bigger than so many branches put together. Bishop Eddie is also camping, teaching, training, fighting the loyalty. I mean, it's a, it's, it is working in a certain way. All these years, when we were all together downstairs in the basement counseling, this person is sorting out this, this one is doing this, this one is doing It has always added more strength to what we are doing. Instead of sitting there to just admire it, why don't you emulate? Emulation is the key way by which rich countries became rich. The word is emulation. Huh? Copying. Big Daddy. Who is here from, you are in Takradi? Takradi. Who else is there? All of you are one, 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 one. Everybody is one. Pastor Yale, if you, if you die now in Koforidwa, who should we see there? Who should we talk to? Your wife? Your wife and who? Pastor Danhua. Do you know Pastor Danhua? Uh-huh. So he's not a multiplication of the senior pastor. He is a pastor, but not a multiplication of the senior. Multiplication means that. What does multiplication mean? More of the same person. Yeah. More of the same person. Yeah. Why, why do you think I can walk out and I say, Pastor Richard, okay, stop preaching. This is it. Because I'm multiplying myself. I can give my thing to Bishop uh, a second. Continue. Continue preaching. I'm not joking, no. And it's not a joke. Yeah. Anytime I'm joking, I will tell you. As soon as I'm joking, I will inform you that this one is a joke. But if I have not said it, don't think of it as a joke. Which of you can walk out of your pulpit and there will be a person who will stand there and he will be just like you? And when he is just like you, we can relate with him as if we were relating with you. That's, that's the way. Do you get it? So, how does it apply to you? Link it now. Big Daddy, you stand alone. 
So you'll be different from me. It's not that God doesn't like you. Pastor Nee, who are you there with? Alex. So that's good. Where's the third person? No, they are your wives. They are, they, are, they, are, they are your wives. Yes. Yes. Pastor Joel. Huh? You are alone. For so many years, since 1994. Permit it to have an effect on what you are doing there. Do you see why Pastor Joel is different from me? So I should redistribute. My, my, my earnings to Pastor Joel. <laughs> I didn't say it to. You are with who? Dwala. All alone. Yes. AOL81. Stand up. Give him the microphone. Give him the microphone. Reproduce yourself in others. Ah. <laughs> AOL is not a small thing. It's a document of application. <laughs> Reproduce yourself. That's why I say, ah, continue the next chapter. I give you the note that you haven't seen before. Walk here and the note that you have. Because I also have not seen the notes before. I saw it the first time when I came here. That my secretary gave it to me. He said, these are your notes. I also came to see it here for the first time. So you to see it here for the first time and use it. <laughs> it's working. Now somebody will say, I have to go and pray before I come. I have to wait on the Lord. <laughs> so I'm also trying to reproduce myself in others. Vuyo. Vuyo. You get it? You see, you would have been a strong team in Namibia. You, your brother, and another person. But because of the same problem in Uganda, you send a strong man, and there's another very strong man. The strongest so far. And he does not want to flow with it. You get it? Then we have to separate you into your weaknesses. And everybody goes his weak way. Yeah. So I have to send you to another place and this one to go to another place and go to another place. You go into a, what we call, a, you see, instead of, you avoid what we call a virtuous circle. There's something we call a virtuous circle. A virtuous circle is something that repeats itself and becomes better and a good thing. That comes back to the first good thing and repeats again and increases. So a virtuous circle of activities of increasing returns, synergies, and perfect, imperfect markets. These are all circles. That virtuous circle. Synergies, imperfect market, and activi- increasing returns activities. <laughs> That's the spirit of knowledge. <laughs> 
Economics is the spirit of understanding. Statistics is the spirit of wisdom. Two things that compose the spirit of wisdom. History and statistics. Yeah. Spirit of history and spirit of statistics. Spirit of statistics and the spirit of history. These, these constitute spirit of wisdom. Aha, uh-huh. you do understand? Yeah, it's very sad. So we are all spread out and split up thinly. That's what causes defeat. That's why Napoleon was defeated. That is why Hitler was defeated. Yeah, and that's why we are being defeated in many corners because we are all alone. All along. All along. All along. I thought that no one loved me. You should have joined yourself with with your neighbor. Second love is, is working on it. You see now, Hitler was invading Britain on one side, capturing Holland here, invading Russia. All the forces were defeated, were fighting. And when they were entering, they remembered Napoleon. Yeah. Mm. We are strong on all sides. You are weak on all sides. Akidele, you want to be successful in Brazil? Huh? You need three of you. You see, don't three friends, three people who accept who is a leader. Do you understand? Who can be together? It's, it's in the Bible. Don't, don't, don't follow me. Follow the Bible. Follow God. Follow his word. What did he do? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The Spirit, the water, and the blood. Three. Three in one. You get it? That we, we always have, you see, you don't understand. You see what? You know what? You don't understand. You see? You, you don't understand. In the north, in the south, in London, in America, over here, over there. You see? You don't understand. You don't understand. That's the spirit of what? The fool. The spirit of what? The spirit of what? The spirit of what? The fool. You don't understand.
May you be multiplied in Jesus' name. Amen. One of the greatest wisdom for you in your life is always asking, what about if I'm dead? What about if I'm dead? What about if I'm dead? Will the person be just as good as me? Will he be able to handle it? Huh? Will everybody be able to relate with him as they are relating with me? If not, nay. If a person is not full-time and you are full-time, then a lay person is different from a full-time. A lay person is on the land. Full-time person is on the sea. We use different principles to exist at these different places. Number two. How many agree that when you multiply the senior pastor, everything is going to be... Nanakoto, come to the front. How does it apply to you? Pastor in Begro, Kobe, come. How does it apply to you? I want six, seven people. How it applies to you? You come and you tell us. Quickly, and what you are going to do about it. Linkage it now. Well, I, I think that what you are saying is very true. I know what I'm saying is true. So wh- what are you going to do about it? What, what I'm going to do, how I'm going to apply to myself, I'm going to train more people. I had a couple of them. I sent them out. Since I sent them out, I re- I've seen the effect that has had on the main church. So I'm going to train more people. So that at least we can be three. Because I know that it works. Okay, copy. Um, I also have some people I've trained, but at the moment they are handling octopuses. And I'm going through what he's going through. But I have a new set of people, and I've started training them. And I hope to draw them closer um, within a few months' time to be very close. Are you, okay? are you well? I'm fine. You look breathless. Um. A little bit of pressure looking at everybody's face, but I'm fine. You are scared. Uh, it's not easy to stand here. <laughs> I was also thinking if I can get one Bible school student. What I realized is that no. You can have them. Anybody who wants to be with you can be with you. What I realize is that. (laughs) What what I realize is that it's not easy, like when you are one person trying to bring um, another person to think the way we do our things as when it comes to church running, church administration, because over there, they have a a different sign. You know, <laughs> over there, over there, they uh, why are there no microphones? Uh huh. Yeah. They, they, they have a certain mindset. They, okay. You know, <laughs> a certain, you know. How church is run. So when we come, (laughs) 
Yes. I, I don't really. I, I, well, Nana hasn't made this point fully, but um, maybe what I'll say is that the people I have, I met in the town. I, when I went, I met them there, and we started. Um, they started coming to church, and they have become just like how I am. They can preach. They can do everything. They are not different. It's what you show them that they would do. So this point about, there are not people who I brought. There are people I met when I went to Begro. Larry, what are you going to do? Landy, come. Who is by you? Pastor Charles. Okay, no, Charles, no. Who is that? Henry? You say your name is what? David. Henry David. Which one have you chosen? Any of the two? You've added David to your name. And when? And when you got to the place? You wanted to be David. Why not? Man after God's own heart. Yogitu has changed his name to Paul and then to uh, David. (laughs) He called himself Paul. And then he had so many troubles and crises in life and he felt that it was the name Paul that had caused all those crises in his life. So he changed it to David. <laughs> okay, okay. Yes, next. Yeah, Bishop, for me, I noticed this problem, this reality sometime, somewhere last year. So the lay ministers that I had, one of them was a university graduate, and I explained to him that in our time, there was no... There was Can no, you increase the volume, please? In our time, there was no Bible school. Okay. That was why we didn't go to Bible school. Okay. But at the time that they are coming in, there is Bible school, and I believe that they will be better trained if they go to the Bible school. So I have managed to send this university graduate, and he's in the Bible school now. And so I he's going to come after four years? Yeah. So hey, I'm, I'm, then you'll be old. Yeah, but Bishop, reproduction takes time. Reproduction I mean, takes your time. Ty- your type. Thou has spoken a secret of wisdom. <laughs> okay. Bishop, I'm also following the same steps. I have some guys in the Bible school, and I have a few university students with me who I'm bringing up. And after a while, I, I think they'll become like me. All right. And you, what are you going to do? Um, I have two, um, two people that I brought, and um, I think they are really doing well. And I have other three people that I'm bringing. Does it? His church will be very big. Amen. Are you going to do speak the language? Very. When you go, how many hours a day practice are you going to do? Three like hours. Mike, Michael Jackson style. Three hours. Three hours a day. Yeah. Very good. You'll be surprised. You change everything. When you come, you say, they will, they will mention your hometown in Tanzania. You are in this town. So, yes. So I've adopted it as a hometown. Like the black Americans who come and adopt Cape Coast as their hometown. You also get a hometown in Tanzania. Amen. Yeah. Well, how many, what do you people think about Uganda? Uh, 
So I think that, um, like you are saying, um, we will go for that. I mean, I, 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 I desire to go for what like you are saying at the moment. Um, I have Pastor Ken. is with us at the moment, and he he's also with us. I mean, he will be um, the third person to form this three-fold court. Um, Pastor Ben, I really don't have a problem with Pastor Ben. I mean, when he was with me in North Kensington, in fact, after he left, um, I said it several times to Pastor Kuyuku and so on. I mean, one of the best people I ever worked with in the church was Pastor Ben. But now he's a big man. He's strong. He's strong. He's very strong. He has tasted of the authorities. He's a man of authority. He says to one, go and he goeth, and to another, come and he cometh. Yes, so I, I believe that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to work with Pastor Ben anytime. And uh, I trust that um, he's also in that flow. Um, well, I don't have a problem with it. I've discussed with Reverend already. So, I mean, we, we, that was the decision we took in Uganda before coming here. So, it's not a problem. Yes. I mean, because of um, the way the Pastor question Richard, is put, Rise and speak. Yeah. Rise. Pastor Ben, but you changed your mind at the council meeting. You said you have a conviction to preach, and that's why you came to Uganda. So you would not like to be with Pastor Fifi in the well, same church. Well, I mean, I'd like uh, to pin you to this. But yeah. that. Uh, uh, why is the uh, pin? Why is the pin? Uh, Somebody uh, should hold the pin. Pin us. Take your pin and pin him down. Are you there? I said take your pin and pin. Reverend, I really don't think that is maybe it's, it, it might sound or it sounded like that but that, that, that was in exactly no 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 no, no no it was english language it cannot well, sound well, it means something else well, and for the pin well, so well, if, well, if you've changed your mind yes i mean pastor tefo pin right him. there pastor pastor tefo pin him pin him uh, pastor tefo. okay take it give him another pin give him another pin so So, um, Pastor Ben, yeah, I think what you said was very clear. Okay, yeah, yeah. so I've changed my mind. Yeah, okay. ah, yeah. so, no so you've changed your mind. What There's are you no saying? Change. I'm working with Reverend Fifi. Um, we are going to work together as a team. You're going to assist him. I'm going to assist him. We are, I'm going to assist him. We are, we're going to be part of the team, the three man team. He's our senior pastor, and we are going to work together in Uganda. Hello, hello. Okay, it's come. Um, I'm not. I'm not saying that you are lying, but I'm just wondering. You decided in Uganda when you came, you change your mind. Then you change your mind again. Now, you, so so are you? Is it not a symptom of erratic personality? <laughs> AOL, 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 Art of Leadership, number what? Leaders and Loyalty, AOL, AOL, find something for them. Okay, gentlemen, you can sit down. 
Don't destroy your ministry by saying wrong things in public. Number 67. AOL what? Number what? 67. 67. Have you seen everything is in the book? Me, if I was 50, I wouldn't be sure. If I was 50, I wouldn't be sure. But you see, 50 is a nice phlegmatic. Is it going, flowing, doesn't see anything wrong? Say yes, he doesn't have a problem, so he doesn't have a problem. Yeah, he's a very nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You are blessed now. Principle of maximize Sunday usage. So you must use Sunday fully. Any pastor who is in the house on Sunday afternoon, you are not doing something right. Something is wrong. To watch television on Sunday afternoon, there is something wrong with your church. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's a time you can visit. It's a time you can meet. It's a time when people are free. Anything that you want to do, you can do it on Sunday. Outreach, hospital visitation, visiting people in their houses, busy people, you get them at home. I mean, meetings in church, choir rehearsal, youth meeting, youth rehearsal, choir practice, I mean, music, musicians practice, whatever. Sunday is the best day. So what are you doing in the house? Sunday afternoon. Then you've not understood this principle of maximized Sunday usage. So the way you understand it is when somebody is in his house on Sunday afternoon, then it's not really following this wonderful principle which gives you access to all the people that you need to see who have jobs on Monday. When you say you are coming to work on Monday at 9 o'clock, there's nobody there. So why don't you work all your best and give it the best that you can so that Monday, you, it's your day off. And this is not, I mean, exclusive to Lighthouse. When you go to Korea, you see the church work, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, they are all there in the night. Pastor Tefu, did you see them there in the night? 11 o'clock in the night, they are all there. So about midnight, you see the offices are open, people are working, Meetings, rounding up, another meeting, another meeting, another meeting like that. Monday, only security officers are in the church. Everybody has gone home. Monday is day off for pastors. So it's not as though it's like, oh, this is a lighthouse thing. Do you understand? Yeah. And if it is, there's nothing wrong with that. Number three, principle of smaller subdivisions. Amen. The reason why smaller subdivisions, amen, are important is because 
whether you like it or not, human beings are categorized. Apartheid tried to make official what is unofficially real. If you leave human beings, apartheid divided South Africa into white, Indians, coloreds, and blacks. Blacks. If you leave human beings on their own, the whites will be together, the coloreds will be together, the Indians will be together, and the blacks will be together. Whether you make it official or not. True or not true. True or not true. And whether you like it or not, people love to discriminate and to make up groups. In every country, we have different groups. Ashantis, Ewes, Northerners, Gans, Ewes. In every country, you have groups. Old, young, my children call me old. To them, I'm an old man. And my wife is an old woman. Yeah. Yeah. They were telling me the other day that if you hear Ida singing a song, it means that it is from 1970. The song is in the 70s. <laughs> from the 70s and the 80s, but not current songs. <laughs> hey! So, I have not categorized myself as old, but somebody has categorized me as old. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. So, whether you categorize yourself or you categorize people, they are being categorized. In Ghana, there are places I can take you, you see only white people. Only white people. In Nigeria, I can take you to some places. You see only white people. Only white people. Jumping, dancing, drinking, smoking. Those are the places. That, when you see a lot of white people in one place, don't go there. Those are places that terrorists target. Yeah. If you see a lot of white people, they are always there. They are drinking, smoking. Don't go there. It's, 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 the, the Islamic terrorists, they call it white meat. They are targets. Very good targets. Just have to be in one of those places with a bomb. That's what they did in Bali. You kill all of them. Yeah. So watch such places. When you see the antenna should go outside. This is a good target. They will like such people. But so that they, when they can, the news come, three British were killed. For Americans, they say, when they give the news, it's as if the rest are ghosts. Or the rest were goats. Goats and sheep that were killed. When you read the news, so one British soldier killed in Afghanistan. Three Americans killed. Meanwhile, 400 Iraqis were killed. 5,000 Afghanistans were killed. One Britain. Because it's their television. Sky News. CNN is American. So they are mentioning their citizens. The rest are animals. Are you there? So what I'm trying to explain is that your church is also divided into rich, poor. It's also divided into educated, uneducated. 
So smaller divisions created form the basis for people to do what they want to do, like apartheid, their own self-instituted apartheid. Yeah. Apart means apartheid. Apartheid means apart. Everybody wants to be apart. Do you get it? Yeah. They are trying to be apart. If they get the chance, so they will be apart. That's why when you go to school, uni, university, you see they form a quapim something, youth, whatever. What's Bosa? Bosa, Volta Region Students. Methodist Students Union. This union, that union. What's that? Upper West. Uwesu. Basu. Brung and half students. Everybody wants to form a group. <laughs> so, how does this apply to your church, Pastor Chris? How does it apply to your church? Hurry up, we are closing. This is the last, uh, this thing. How does it apply to your church? Practically, uh huh. I should deal with um, the smaller groups as uh, rich people, educated people. I should so be able to. You should be able to do a. Compartmentalize them and flow with them. No, you see, what it means is that every member in your church, when you see, you have to ask us, which group does he belong to? I mean, which, which category? Is there a group that accommodates such people? That's why we form elders board. Because there was no group. They don't come for Thursday ministry meetings. They don't come for this. They can't come for They can't. So realize that we need a group for big shots. We didn't have we were big shot fellowship international. So we made elders. <laughs> because elders, we have different types of elders. Business elders. Elders by age. Elders for, di- I mean, different things. Do you get it? Yeah. So categorize. 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 The groups are there. Amen. Amen. Next one. The principle of what? Catering for group A. I know. Person X oriented church. What is person X? First timers, new converts, new members. Amen. Bishop Saki meets new converts every Sunday, right? If you came for the first time, he'll meet you himself in his office. Or, yeah, he'll take time to meet you himself in the office. Joel Austin does the same. Shake everybody's hand. Come in for the first time. The pastor himself. Don't delegate it to some other, I mean, Asha who has been given orange squash to share to the people. And I decided to take it home for her children's birthday party. You yourself, meet them, oriented towards new people. Because new people are the people without shepherdorial cement. They are in and they are out. They will never stay. So when they meet with you, rather than somebody else, you will be blessed. Amen. So, Person X oriented. Orient yourself towards 
anybody who is new, suddenly he's the most important person for today. Do you understand? What did Jesus say? There is more joy in heaven over one sinner that is saved. So you need to be oriented towards new people, new converts, new people. Try to be oriented towards them. And perhaps God will give you the increase. The principle of catering for group A and group B members. Group A, once a week, isn't it? Amen? They are more reliable. They attend church more than once. That's A. B, they come once a week. There's a lot of people like that. Now, there are churches, they don't have anything like ministry meetings. But they are big. Because they is, the church is completely group B church. Sunday, Mosasono's church is a good example. Sunday is the main day. There is no other day. There is nothing like Tuesday, this, 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 this. No. So, he, 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 he does not have like convention. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. They don't have, even that have that culture. Everything is the Sunday. Sunday is everything. So, you see, that's what I'm saying. The maximize Sunday, you say, people have learned how to, those with big, big, big churches. If you see Mosasono's church, Charlie, you now you'll be afraid. Crabs like what? But there's nobody will come during the week. Everybody, because when they were at their Soweto place, there was nowhere to have service. Only Sundays. Huge. And once a week. When, when, a, when a person X, uh, group B church is inviting you, they invite you for only Sundays. I've been invited to several group B churches, like Pastor Moses Church. Basically, when he invites me, he invited me for the Sunday. Ray McCauley invited me, bought me my ticket, flew me to stay in a hotel to just preach on Sunday. Three services. For one of the largest churches in the world. Thousands of people. Everybody just come on Sunday and goes. Anything you have for them, do it within that. Whatever. Everything is oriented towards that service. Recently, I was invited to another group B church in Paris. Thousands of people. Three services. One, two, three. By the time I finished, I preached to 8,000 people in Paris. Yeah. Group B. Charlie, anything that has been tight, this, this, this. And I, they, I was going to come the week before. They told me, no, that week is our tights. Week. We don't have visitors on that day. You see, everything is a Sunday. The Sunday is the major. I mean, Sunday prepared for the pastor told me I pray three hours a day, no variation. Three hours constantly in Paris. There is no variation. He said, Over here, there is, you, can, you cannot joke with it. Three constant hours before I do anything apart from anything. Three hours, one, two, three continuous hours to pray a day. Ruby Church. You come on this particular, you disturb them. There is no convention church. We are having a convention program, seven day, three day, four. There's nothing like that. Sunday is everything. All Christianity is focused on Sunday morning. Two hours that you'll be there and finish. So, if we are specialists of group B and specialists of group A, we will cause our churches to multiply, especially group B, which is the people who come only on Sundays. Many of us don't know how to specialize for Sunday to give our very best. 
Korean pastors go into their study from Saturday afternoon till Sunday morning. Sunday is the main thing that is happening in the world. Sunday morning. Ah! They don't know. When they preach one, Yemish, outside, I think you are sleeping. Is it not Yemish? Are you sleeping? No, to the back. To the back before something bad happens. Or your, your eyes are open. No, go to the back. You are arguing with a Christian. AOL. Are you listening to me? What am I saying? What was I talking about? <laughs> Korean pastors. From Saturday afternoon, they've entered into that. You see, many of us have lost our reverence for the Sunday. What is a Sunday? When a pastor is going to work, how he will prepare the prayer, the intensity. Do you understand? And also, when, for instance, you, you, we have something like where we preach camps for hours and so on, you lose your respect for Sunday. You see, by a pastor who doesn't have camp and these kind of things, his whole world is that Sunday morning, that Sunday morning message. He has prepared for his waiting on God. And all of us pastors, you are not campers. You are not having camps or conventions or whatever. Your Sunday is your main day. The whole of Saturday should be spent preparing or quarreling with your wife because of the tension that has come. Even the fact that there's no quarrel with your wife on Saturday shows that they, you are not even preparing well. If you were seriously prepared by now, you would have had a quarrel uh, uh, with your wife on Saturday. Yeah. When there's no tension, there's always peace. But even the fact that the presence of the quarrel reveals that even Sunday is a form of tension and preparation for you. It's a major thing for you. I see pastors today instead of moving around doing all sorts of things. Do you understand? Watching films, Saturday, whatever, instead of entering your study to pray for eight hours before. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Are we not talking about church growth? Yeah. Oh, we're talking about church growth. Maximize Sunday usage. That's why I said, these group B churches, you go, you say, Sunday is their all, all in all. This church I was invited, they've invited me, I said, look, I could give you three Sundays, he said, I could give you three Sundays to preach. The main thing is, the main thing is the Sunday. The main thing is the Sunday. The main thing is the Sunday. The main thing. Hey. That's why I don't preach on Sunday morning. Because after preaching here, from morning to evening, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, if I don't take it, I will despise 30 minute sermon that I will preach on Sunday morning. But you see, for a, pa- a person who is pastoring a large, that 30 minute sermon is equivalent to my one week of camp. In that context of the church, it is the whole week's work. What I'm doing is different. What I'm doing now is not pastoral work on Sunday morning. I am training, teaching, encouraging for the pastors to work. I have to do that during the week. But Sunday, Charlie, that's why real pastors of faith, no, you never see a pastor traveling away from his church on Sunday. Saturday, we are returning. Saturday, we are returning to our churches. What do you mean? I have to be in church on Sunday. I'm not serious. 
You see, pastors, every day you travel. Oh, you are away for three weeks. You will be away for, it means you are a part-time pastor. You are not the full-time pastor for that church. You are the part-time pastor. Because every time you are not around, every time you are not around, every time you are not around, the sheep will get used to you being around all the time. They are used to you. They are used to your voice. Even if a better pastor comes, because they are used to you, they will not like the better one. They like the old one, which is not good. Because they like what they are used to, not what is good. Say, Pastor, today you've traveled. You are going again. You are not there. Sunday, you've come this time. You go to this program. Then you come. You say you are going for a convention. You go here. You come. You are not not serious. Pastoral work. You are joking. That is why I I gave up that thing. Because I realized that no. It is not compatible with what I'm doing. Let a person who is concentrating on his pastoral work. And who can pray from Saturday to Sunday. And who can fast. And who can quarrel and do everything so that Sunday will work. Let him come and do that work. If you know you can't do it, resign. And become a soldier or some other job. But don't say you are the pastor of the church. When you are not around. The principle of multiple services. Amen. This again encompasses the nature of human beings. To understand church growth, you have to understand human behavior. Nothing you do can change human behavior. Do you understand? Humans will behave so. The pastor has to adjust himself to fit into the human behavior. Whether you say everybody should come at 8 or 9 or what, there will always be some people who want to come at 6 or 6.30. When I was a pastor of the church on Sunday mornings, I used to get irritated. Why do you want to come so early? Why? What are you going to do from 8.30 till the next? I mean, why? But there are some people, no matter what, and I used to actually blast them for coming. (laughs) That's why I, I got my revelation that I'm doing the wrong job. And I said, no, I cannot. do." But you see, a pastor... He has to come with a heart that is prepared for them and bless them. That they have done the work of God by coming at 6.30. (laughs) What do you think? Is it fantastic? Yes. Hello. You taught us about... um the need for us to have multiple services. Mm-hmm. As we have gone on, I feel that um, you may have to um, sort of re-educate us on what you actually mean because what has happened over the years is that you see a church that has a large hall of let's say 40 people and then uh, it starts multiple services. So you have about, uh, let's say, 30 coming for the first service, and then 10. But another about 25 of the, the first service people joining, and it goes on. 
you know, for um, a long time. And then it also brings in the issue of even counting. So often what you see is that this church will report that on Sundays they have, let's say, 80 people. You know, whereas if you actually uh, went there to count, you'll be having 40 or 50 people. So um, I just want us to re-educate us on what you mean, you know, for us to do. Very good. What Pastor Temple is saying is true. If you are not ready to have multiple services, don't have it. Do you understand? Wait until the church is sufficiently developed before you have multiple services. What's the point of having a service for six people, ten people, when it's not really a service? It makes you even tired. Do you understand? That's the same idea of splitting up into branches when the main church is not even hundred people. Then suddenly you are starting so many branches. You understand? And it's like you have branches, but it's actually nothing. And it's just a lot of effort and energy. It's not doing anything to stabilize you. Do you get it? What do you think? The next one. Principle of dynamic church services. You must have a goal for each service. How much time have you allotted? One of the things that really helps the church to grow is timing on Sunday morning. What type of meeting place do you have? This calico type of whatever, we don't have that. Amen. What type of meeting place do you have? How do you present yourself? Altar calls must be made. Pastors must not run off after church. Amen. All these are principles of what? Amen. The principle of dynamic church services. Amen. The next one, the principle of using technology and research. Technology and research. Amen. The next one, the 80-20 principle. The next one, the principle of the scholarly pastor. The next one, the principle of having a power ministry. So many powerful principles. The next one, the principle of pastoral individuality. The next one, the principle of massive organized prayer. And finally, the principle of lay people doing the work. Amen. What do you think? Is it powerful? Stand to your feet and let's pray for church growth for a few moments.
lift our hands up and thank him for a wonderful day wonderful day wonderful time in his presence time of teaching time of of being anointed to have church growth in our ministries that our church will multiply our churches will increase grow multiply Spirit of wisdom, spirit of knowledge, spirit of understanding. They are working in our lives. Makota kaba, binderibo, shibari, bakota, vindiribanda, rimokoski mahata, valideba, 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 bori bakata, miakukondisi bahakafata. Bless you, Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory. Hallelujah. 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 All right, please. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.